a Nickelodeon original podcast. Did you know you can get bonus episodes of Avatar Braving the Elements? Subscribe to Avatar Braving the Elements Premium on Apple Podcasts for early access, extra episodes, and ad-free listening. Just $2.99 a month. Hello, friends, benders, and non-benders alike. Welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And this week, we're diving to an episode of Book 3 that definitely qualifies as a fan favorite, Varney. Oh, very much so, my friend. I would say definitely one of my favorites as well. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. What are, what are your other favorite episodes from Book 3? All of them. Good answer, Varney. <laughs> Good answer. The entire season is written so amazingly well. Yes. And, uh, you know, it is in the Fire Nation. So what can I say? It's, it's a great place to be. Don't and speaking what? of amazing writers, let's introduce our guest. Oh, I see what you did there. Amazing writing, amazing writers. Yes, very well played, my friend. And yes, we are incredibly honored to be joined today by a prolific writer, both in and outside of the Avatarverse. She is about as cool as cool could possibly get. Uh, so please join us in welcoming to the show creator of the Nameless City trilogy and a ton more graphic comics, including our own Imbalance trilogy. Welcome, Faith, Aaron, Hicks. Yay, Faith! Welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome to the pod. Yay! Thank you so oh much for gosh. having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Oh my gosh. Listen, you think that we don't see that little peak of an avatar framed image <laughs> oh, behind I see you. It. I see Rest avatar assured, in the no one is missing that. The fans are eyeball, they see it, they love it. Thank you so much for being here, Faith. You are a legend. You're a legend. Oh, wow. Oh gosh. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, getting let's, called let's a get, legend by in. a legend i'm absolutely thrilled hey i mean <laughs> by an avatar not 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 you're not in bad shape there um all right faith we have got to ask you some very key questions first thing i want to ask you is i read um so i call it a online rumor uh that you have a certain favorite character like a known favorite character a certain well why don't you tell us and we'll see if we're right <laughs> Yeah, I I really love Toph. Like yes! since the beginning, since the very oh, beginning, God. you know, like Same. she was she was such a a different female character that that I you know someone I had really not seen in Western animation in particular. And the minute she showed up on screen, like she's this like rough and tumble tomboy and who is so powerful. And I was just like, yes, that is for me. That character, yes. she is for me. Okay. All right. This is good. I'm actually very glad that that rumor is true. Um, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I absolutely love it. Uh, do you have a favorite animal or favorites uh, hybrid animals in the Avatar verse? I really love the turtle ducks. I I just think for the so win. Sweet. For the win. Yeah. Turtle ducks yeah. for the win. They're their yeah, best. They're, so they're the best. I remember. Although, like, I remember uh, a few years ago. I think it was 2019 at Comic-Con. I was on the Avatar panel with Gene and we were talking about animal hybrids. And he was like, I just want to know what a turtle duck tastes like. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, Gene, classic. No. Gene, no, they're so Me cute. Me and Jack the Sin have discussed that also. I oh, know. Really? Soccer, I, tr I shut it yeah. down so fast. 
I, I mean, try to I search eat, out as fast as I can. I've eaten Peking duck is one of my favorite dishes at mm. uh, Chinese restaurants, and I have had turtle soup. So yeah, somewhere in the middle, <laughs> maybe the turtle duck. Situ- I don't know Peking turtle duck or turtle duck soup. I don't know something in there. Hard pass for me. Hard pass for Hard me. Hard pass. Well, uh, well, Faith. What about uh, the the very controversial question when it comes to mm. uh, not just the Avatar verse, but all all verses around anime, especially. Uh, who do you ship? Yeah, I was a little nervous when I when I saw this question. Um, <laughs> honestly, like I I like Sokka and Toph. Like I just think they're so cute. Yeah, you know, and with apologies to Suki, um, I don't think they'll get together. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what what I have no plans. I I don't know what plans Brian and Mike have. Like I I don't predict them getting together. But I absolutely think Toph has a crush on Sasha. She does, and, and you yeah. see it in this season more than anything. Yeah. I think you see it in the season yeah. a lot, especially the few episodes coming up. You see yeah, them. I think they're very cute. Toph. They're and extremely like, cute. If you read. If you read in balance, there's a couple scenes where Toph like punches Sokka on the shoulder, and that was my my way of having her show affection to him. I love it. You're like speaking of limitations, like okay, um, can I get away with like a, a friendly, loving pat on the shoulder, punch <laughs> on the shoulder, with a little wink to the uh, to the fans out there who uh, also ship them? Amazing. Yeah. Sokka um, gets all the girls. Sokka gets all the girls. I mean, who doesn't? Cute. Who doesn't love that guy? We he love was a absolutely funny guy. Yeah, he was absolutely my TV boyfriend when I was watching the show. I was like, yeah. he's that's that's for me. That guy right there. Yes. Sokka gets all the girls. Sorry, sorry, John. Uh, I was not a Zuko girl. <laughs> it's okay, Faith. He's very it's okay. Very is my homie. You know, it's okay. Yeah. My, my, yeah. my, my boy gets yeah. all the girls. But what am I gonna say? Yeah, that's yeah. rough, buddy. That's rough. Exactly. (laughs) Chef's kiss. Exactly right. Exactly right. The big question, the big question, Faith, in the Avatar-verse, what kind of bender would you be? Yeah, I, I think I'd be I think I'd be an earthbender. Like again, probably comes. Yeah, probably. Probably my affection for Toph there again, but I really love season two. You know, I love exp- I love when um, when the gang goes and ex- and explores the Earth Kingdom. I just book think it's of such Earth, a- of course. Yeah, I just think it's the culture is really interesting. I love the I love the stories that are set in Bossing Say, and I love I love the idea of being able to chuck rocks. That's cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, Simple good people that. out there in the Earth Kingdom. Good people in the Earth Kingdom. That's yes. right. That's right. Some very good Thank people. You. Thank Strong you for that, people. Dante. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Are we ready to jump in, you guys? Yeah, but yeah. do you want to take, like, we're, just remind us where we are, just in case anybody's, okay. like, jumping in. Before we jump in, let's talk about uh, what happened before the Pain the Lady episode, which we're about to discuss. A quick look back of what happened is, um, basically, we just watched the headband, which we discussed with the episode writer, our pal John O'Brien, giving us the inside track on things. Team Avatar disguised himself as Fire Nation kids, leading Aang to end up in school, which ultimately resulted in the gang throwing a secret dance party a la... But loose ish mm-hmm. vibes. Mm-hmm. And with that said, what can we look forward to in this week's episode? Well, first of all, I just want to take this opportunity to point out my painted lady shirt. 
Um, hey. I believe this was another fan winner from Box Lunch that like Mike and Brian had a hand or Brian had a hand in choosing. But I love my Painted Lady shirt. Uh, we Beautiful. see, obviously, that there is this very special spirit who is represented by one of our gang uh, in the process mm-hmm. of the, the gang coming across this, this uh, village that is dealing with a serious pollution problem, unfortunately, courtesy of the Fire Nation Army. And uh, and then Katara decides that she wants to participate. So that's really what the episode is about. It's incredibly environmentally conscious. Um, it's got a great message. It was written by our buddy Josh Hamilton, directed by our other buddy Ethan Spaulding. And uh, let's get into it. Dante, you want to start us off? Let's go. This episode opens with Team Avatar making its way down what I think we can all agree is a pretty mucky river. There's yeah. no flying happening here. Appa is slowly swimming through the water, which at first Aang seems to have no problem playing in. It's pretty disgusting. I was like, what's going on? Until <laughs> he slowly <laughs> comes to the realization that he's basically been swimming in sludge. Pulling a classic Aang airbending technique, he just kind of airbends everything off himself and onto his friends, by the way. <laughs> Everyone agrees that the polluted river is a problem, including Sokka, who can't catch any fish. They're going to have to deviate from Sokka's master plan to find some other source of food, but luckily they happen upon a small fishing village in the middle of this mucky river. Unfortunately, this means Appa and Momo are relegated to becoming hills, just kind of <laughs> yeah. funny. <laughs> Not a whole lot with Appa and, and Momo in some of these episodes yeah, of the Fire just take Nation. A little They're harder underneath. to hide. Yeah. I know. You got to hide uh, those earthbending animals. Anyway, they meet an old dude named Doc. And if it helps, you can see the spelling of his name. Get it? They're, they're on D-O-C-K. a dock. And they meet yeah. All Doc. Right. Who takes him from the shore to the village while explaining that the Fire Nation army opened a factory nearby to make their metal for warfare. And surprise, surprise, it has had a devastating effect on the environment around it. The village is now struggling to survive, and we see just how bad things have gotten in the faces of the villagers. Katara wants to help them, but Sokka is trying to be more utilitarian and stay on task. They buy some pretty nasty-looking fish from a guy who looks especially (laughs) like Doc, but now his name is Shu, and he has a different hat on. And we think it's Doc's brother for about 30 seconds before we realize it is Doc (laughs) with a different hat on. But before we can ponder what's going on there, a small boy asked Katara for some food, and they bought three fish, and then she gave him one of her fish uh, to take to a sickly woman, which was very sad. But even that fish looked pretty dirty. All that food looked dirty. Very rough, buddy. That's very rough, that whole area. It's a bad scene. It's super sad. And so we we see that Katara and Toph can clean the water that they're using – to cook with through water bending and earth bending, which is great. Obviously, that's not something that can work for the entire village. Uh, but Sokka's stressing out about this tight schedule that they're trying to keep in order to get the Fire Lord uh, during the eclipse, which we now learn. And I feel like this is a tossed away. But did we know that the eclipse only lasts eight minutes? I guess we must have. But that felt somehow like new information to me in the moment. I was like, eight minutes? Okay, right. All right. That's not very much time. Um And they're going to have to make up time to get back on track. But think again, because the next morning, Appa seems very sick. Um, It's probably a good time to mention that Sokka doesn't get to be a very sympathetic character during most of this episode. I'm so sorry, Sokka, but 
he's a taskmaster in this episode. Not a lot of empathy going on. Anyway, Appa's tongue is is this weird purple color. We don't know if the pollution did that to him. Uh, so the gang heads into the village to try to find him some medicine. Um, and when they get there, the villagers seem much more like very spirited and happy. Uh, and the gang finds out that this mysterious painted lady delivered them food last night. She's... Um, they find out she's a river spirit who watches over the town during times of need. And um, Sokka is like, great, cool. This is perfect, actually. We don't have to worry about these guys because the painted lady's got them covered. But there's no medicine for Appa, right? So they're still going to have to stay another night. And then this night, we actually get to see the painted lady float across the river to the village. It's very mysterious. It's very beautiful. She appears to be creating some sort of healing energy, you know, like a blue light maybe for the sick villagers or something vaguely familiar about what's going on uh the little boy wakes up and sees her and thanks her before she disappears again but we do catch a glimpse of the spirit's face and it does look a little bit like someone we know um yeah interesting Uh, and then just a little bit of a share me the details moment. Um, and if you have the the uh, DVD extras of Avatar, you may already know this. But Sokka's master schedule that he is referencing is actually yeah, based off the scroll. Avatar production schedule. Okay. It's like really? a, the, the real Avatar production schedule just shrunk down, which is an amazing tidbit. Gotta love those. Gotta love those share me the detail moments. Assuming that'll fit into Sokka's master schedule. Hmm. It's doable, but that means only two potty breaks today. He's such a producer in this episode. He's like, I, I feel such like a producer. He's he's the producer. He's trying to keep everyone on schedule, and I I just feel like maybe maybe there was like an in joke with the Avatar producers, like the producers for the actual shows, and it's like, oh my god, wrangling all these artists all the time and trying to keep yes. them on schedule. I think you're totally yeah. right because they always talk about how tight the production schedule was on this, and that they were just like scrambling to keep up every moment. It was intense. Mm. I think that's a great point. I feel like every animation production is super tight. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I sure should, that's shouldn't true. Talk out of turn, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so. Uh, the next day, Team Avatar returns for more food for Appa. The village is doing so much better. Most of the villagers have been healed, and they're putting up a statue of the Painted Lady to honor and celebrate. Well, I hope she returns every night. Otherwise, this place would go right back to the way it was. Why would you say that? Look how much better off these people are. Yeah, now. But without her, they wouldn't be able to fend for themselves. If she really wanted to help, she would use her spirit magic to blow up that factory. That night, we watch Katara sneak away from camp and get into her painted lady cosplay. Momo alerts Aang, who follows her, thinking she's an actual spirit who might be able to heal Appa. And of course, Aang mentions Hibai, the panda spirit we know from book one, when the spirit world also had a reaction to environmental damage. Anyway, when Aang finally catches up, there is a scene where Katara is trying to do this sort of mid-Atlantic accent. Well, hello, Avatar. I wish I could talk, but I am very busy. Yeah, me too. I hate that. No, you're really pretty for a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aang puzzles yeah. over why she seems so familiar to him. 
Yeah, I like that scene so much. It's so it's funny. It's so good. She's uh, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what, <laughs> and who, yeah, me? Yeah. No, young man. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, uh, Aang finally figures out who she is. We learn that the first night, Katara was tr- just trying to help the village. When she found out who they thought she was, she took on that persona. So now she's dressing up as the painted lady. And yeah. Appa isn't even sick. She's been feeding them these purple berries to make his tongue purple, but other than that, apparently he's just been playing along because the berries <laughs> he are He likes delicious. to be lazy. Yeah, I'm sure he loves those berries. He likes to loaf around, you know what I mean? So it works out for him, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. They've been, like, traveling all over the world. Appa needs yeah. a break. Give Appa a break. Agree. Anyway, Aang's totally into Katara's secret alter ego and agrees to help her to try to destroy the factory. Inside the factory... Katara and Aang try to formulate a workable plan, and they manage to do a pretty significant job just creating a lot of damage. And it seems like they, with all the work they did, they destroyed the foundry where we see the pollution stop seeping into the river. Um, but I was a little worried. I was like, look at these two guys. They're just in here, no plan. Just, just Let's just destroy this place. And then there was a part of me in my mind that was like, I, I know other factories and stuff that blew up, and it just destroyed all of the things around the area even worse. And I was yeah. like, hopefully that doesn't happen. But it stopped. Obviously, what they, whatever they did, <laughs> it worked. It didn't blow it up in a way that just kind of totally wrecked the environment. It's just stopped, which great, good for them. Now, yeah. back at the camp, Toph and Sokka are already awake, and the jig is up. Sokka is seriously peeved. And in uh, the smoldering ruins at the factory, a pretty scary-looking dude with a scarred face. Uh, no offense to Zuko. They do like scars <laughs> in the Fire Nation. And who wasn't the only one to scar? This little kid had a little scar or birthmark or something on his shoulder. Yeah. A lot of scarring going on in the Fire Nation. We don't know what's happening. But this particular <laughs> scar is more like a Frankenstein-ish stitch scar from a cut. I mean, Yeah, right? it's not anyway. like a burn. It's not like the burn It's not scar. a burn. No, no, yeah. it's more like a... Yeah, he is like it was a bad stitch job from a doctor. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the Fire Nation soldiers head to the village to punish them for what they assume they've done to the village. Sokka and Katara have a frustrated exchange, but Katara stands up for her decisions. They're headed there right now to get revenge. Well, what was I supposed to do? Leave. Do nothing. No, I will never, ever turn my back on people who need me. Sokka finally starts behaving better, and the whole gang heads down to the village to help the villagers and the head soldier guy is accusing the village of stealing the factory's food and medicine in addition to destroying the factory which is i mean i'm not being all pro fire nation here i'm just saying that is yeah i mean people have been stealing stuff they destroyed the factory it's you can understand why they're mad i'm not saying it's right for them to be destroying the environment i'm just right understanding that the, the, the Fire Nation guys are a little upset with the fact that someone's been stealing from them and destroyed their whole factory. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Kind of. It does, again, it does sound like a defense. Um, not a defense. Not a defense <laughs> in any way of Fire Nation destroyed. I'm just saying there may be better ways than just to go and destroy the factory. Anyhow, <laughs> I do not now... Now, even though I defended one side of it, I am in no yeah. way defending the fact that they are now starting to destroy the village. Not yes. cool. Yes, not fair. cool. That part. No, not at all. Not at all. That's all. So I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. No, uh, and I get it. Listen, they thought that there was an arrangement. They thought there was an agreement, and they feel like the villagers yeah. are violating that. I get that. They're wrong. Um, but 
Okay, so they're wreaking havoc, right? But just then, this mysterious fog begins to take over the town. Um, the cute kid, we know. This kid knows what's up. It's the painted lady. She's coming. Strange sounds, though, and noises are, like, accompanying the fog, which we find out is tough. Or We saw that fog in the last episode, Bonnie. We yeah. saw that fog in the last episode, I think. Remember when she, when something surrounded the ship, it was like, oh, yeah. she, someone can make fog. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, there's, there's a, it's a very nice cloak, um, slightly different from the cloud that Appa sort of conceals himself in when yes. they're, when they're traveling across the Fire Nation. But yeah, there's a lot of like good cloud and fog cover in this season. And I really like the, I really like the little kid who's like, she's coming. Like, just, <laughs> yes. like it's a horror like, movie. Like this, yeah, like it's a horror movie and the painted lady is going to like descend <laughs> on, the, you know, the Fire Nation and just like run the yeah. limb from love. Oh my yeah. gosh, I love that moment. You're right. It could have, it almost was like a Freddy Krueger-esque, like one, two, the painted lady's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> yes, yes. They make it creepier. They make it creepier because they want to intimidate the soldier. So yeah, we've got Toph earthbending. We've got Appa growling. We've got Sokka blowing an eerie tune. And so sure enough, here's the painted lady. And the soldiers try to attack, but their weapons are blown away. She crushes soldiers' boats. They flee in fear with what they have left, all but the main scar face guy who starts to firebend to fight her. But the painted lady easily fights him off. Okay, she tells him to, to leave and never come back, and he paddles frantically away. So success. The villagers are overjoyed, except for then they realize that she's only pretending to be the painted lady. Now Sokka's furious on her behalf. Now Sokka's furious because they're not appreciating what Katara's done for them, but Katara understands. Maybe she is a waterbender, but she was just trying to help you. Because of her, that factory won't be polluting your river and the army is gone. You should be down on your knees thanking her. Sokka, it's okay. I shouldn't have acted like someone I wasn't and I shouldn't have tricked you. But I felt like I had to do something. It doesn't matter if the painted lady is real or not. Because your problems are real and this river is real. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. The villagers realize that Katara is right, that that she may have behaved this way, but it was, you know, coming from a, a great place. And, and here she's saying, you know, you have to take responsibility for yourself. You can't just wait for someone to come and make this happen for you. You have to take it on yourself. And they do realize that she's right. And they decide, with a little help from Toph uh, in the crowd, that they can clean the river and... The villagers do agree to keep Katara's secret, or at least Doc does, or Shu. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe it was his older other brother, uh, Bushy? I don't know. Then we watch as Team Avatar helps the village clean the river, which finally turns a sparkling blue. That evening, Katara's down at the newly cleaned river, and the real painted lady appears to her, looking absolutely beautiful. I, I really like that scene. Yes. <laughs> She thanks Katara for her help and disappears. And it's a beautiful moment and a beautiful ending of this truly special episode of the series. Mm -hmm. uh, so shout out to Paul Eiding, Daniel Rorden, and Will Shadley for playing Doc, the Fire Nation general, and the little boy. 
How about that painted lady? She did. She had that like when she came out. She had that Princess Yue vibe, which yes. is kind of like the very super super duper anime vibe Miyazaki Miyazaki kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. It's like that. You're like oh that you know when they when they come in they're like very. It's like a different kind of animation, and it feels very yeah. very Yue kind of concept. And I love the way. Everything got. Cl- I wish we can clean up pollution as e- as fast. I wish we had earth benders and water benders to separate the pollution so quickly. Yeah. It was like so good. And and yeah. Aang was Aang was right. She she was a very beautiful spirit. Beautiful yes. spirit. Very beautiful yeah. spirit. I often uh, ask cosplayers that come to visit me at cons in the Painted Lady uh, cosplay: Are you Katara or are you the actual Painted Lady? And it goes it goes either way. Some people are a guitar and some people are the actual pain lead, yeah. which is amazing. I love that. Also, nice. quick shout out to the to ingenuity of the Fire Nation. Those like little speedboat things they had or those like jet skis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Little jet skis. Is that the first time we see them in the show? The jet skis? I think so. No. Or is it? I, don't I can't know. think I don't of know. another. Time. I was watching the episode of my wife, and my wife Alice is like, "Fire Nation always has better." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, the Fire Nation, we 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 do that. We <laughs> we ingen- we we have ingenuity in the Fire Nation. We're making." Know what? Come on, you Water know the, mech- you know the mechanist had a lot to do can- with that. He was like the, trapped the- making them stuff. Is that uh, we don't know how these things get person? made? We don't know how these iPhones get made. We just buy them. We don't know how they get made. We just buy them. Is it no, one coming right. out? Yes. Let's let's. I'll take one. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. I I also love that. I mean, this is definitely a great example of us being inside that Fire Nation, as you're talking about Dante, where we, you know you always say. There's some great people in the Fire Nation. A lot of good folks in the Fire Nation. It's not everyone in the Fire Nation who is making the decision to fight a war, who is making the decision to be uh, imperialist. And so we see that even within their own nation, the cost, there's a cost to this war. And we're seeing it very directly in this factory that is polluting its own citizens. And I love that the writers really wanted to make that point early in the season because it does help reinforce that idea of like fire nation ain't all bad come on you know yeah. so i love that good folks good folks in the fire nation you guys good, good folks out folks there in the fire, fire we've got to get a shirt that says there's some good folks in the fire nation a lot of good folks in the fire nation there are there are got to get that shirt going i need you to work on that buddy please i will uh yeah. Um, and then I just want to shout out Avatar Wiki uh, for reminding us that this is, I think, the third time, uh, correct us if we're wrong, folks, but I think it's the third time a character uses water to directly cut through metal. We see it um, in with the Quazilla scene in Siege of the North Part 2. We see it in the drill. I'm sure we all remember that. That's like an amazing yes, um, moment because yes. I'm so intimidated by that drill. Uh, when... Aang and Katara weakened the braces um, to protect Passing Say. So uh, that was a cool thing to see too. Is like I just kind of tracking those different skills that we see these different types of bending, how they come to pass, and like how they're used in these very you know cool ways when they're needed most. I just kind of love the tracking of that. So um, so shout out to uh, the Avatar Wiki. Um, did we see any? Um, non-genetic mutation pollution hybrid animals. We saw the two-headed fish. Do we see anything fish. that we're not sad uh, about? The two-headed it's so, fish. It's so sad. I don't know. Like, yeah. re-watching the episode and just, like, 
the scene where they're, you know, the fish is in like the foreground and just like oozing and oh gosh. Yeah. And, but I do really love, I do really love Sokka's line about, um, you know, you got to get the two-headed fish because, you know, it's a better deal. Would you like the one-headed fish or the two-headed fish? Two-headed. What? You get more for your money that way. Ugh. You get two heads for the price of one. Are we eating the yeah. two-headed like, fish, I, you guys? Respect. Are we eating the two-headed yeah. fish? <laughs> Are we eating the two-headed fish? I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. Kind of a but bummer. I'm not in. I'm not in desperate straits. Well, if you fry, if you fry it, you know, if you fry it, if you yeah. fry it. If you fry it, you can fry anything they say, and it's pretty good. Just as I long mean, as sure. you deep fry that bad boy. <laughs> sure. You fry it. Sure. Um. Okay, and now let's talk about most valuable bending and most valuable non-bending in the episode. Does anyone yes. have any yes, candidates yes. in mind? Um, definitely Katara for bending. You know, she's yeah. the one that uh, made the amazing mist uh, and used her water bending powers to become the painted lady. Yes. So she's definitely my bending MVP. I mean, obviously Aang yeah. was with his air bending also. It's very helpful. Aang, Aang, these guys were... They were great. They, you know, especially around this time, it made you think that like, they can create a cool haunted house because they were doing everything. <laughs> Those three benders were doing everything. They had the steam, fire, yeah. like a lot of things. Are, it was like they're creating a haunted house. And I was I, that. I agree. One, two, the painted lane. Okay, I'm not going to do that again. Um, <laughs> it might, maybe that'll stick. Uh, no, I totally agree. I think we have to give it up to Katara. And this one also just for her heart, which actually makes me wonder... Is her is she going to be MVP for both? Because yeah. I feel like her compassion is kind of the most valuable non-bending of the episode. Am I crazy? You know, I would actually, I, I would actually single out Sokka because I, you know, I mentioned Ooh. he's the producer in this episode, and I, I do feel like okay, he's kind of a pain in the butt, but let's face it, someone has to keep this group organized. Someone has to keep them moving forward because again. The eclipse is only eight minutes long. You know, True. we gotta do that. So, I mean, nobody nobody enjoys that character, but it's like if you're gonna get things done, you gotta have a sock in your group. You gotta have a producer, someone who makes sure everything is done on time. Here's yeah. what I'm hearing, I mean, Faith. Don't be mad at my <laughs> TV boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be mad at my TV boyfriend. He's perfect in every way, and I love him. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, I see. I see both points. I like the yeah. guitars. Her, 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 her. You know, I guess her, her grace, her grace with the whole thing. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, a non-bend. It got to be Katara. I think, but I like Sokka also. Sokka's there, but I think Katara. I don't know. I think mm. go either way. Okay. All right. I do really. I mean, one thing I really love about this show is like. Uh, the diversity of of women characters. Like it was yes. something that I noticed right off the bat when I started watching it. And you have someone like Katara who has this incredible heart and, you know, is just so selfless and really wants to help people. And then you have someone like Toph who's kind of a jerk sometimes. And <laughs> Very that's much why so. we love her, you know, yeah. because she is kind of a jerk. And then we have Azula who is like, you know, scary, but also like broken and uh, yeah. messy yeah. and traumatized. And it's like, 
it's so different. It, they're all so different. And, and I so rich. Remember, and so rich. Yeah. And I just remember when I started watching the show, it's like I'd never seen that in, in animation, that you had this variety of female characters who were allowed to be like really authentically themselves. Totally. And that they have the receipts. Like, we understand why yes. each one of them is the way they are. Right. Like, we understand that Toph was raised yeah. in isolation by these rich parents who are, like, overly protective of her. She doesn't have the same sense of community that Katara has, yeah. where we we know Katara was boots on the ground with her, with the men in the tribe leaving and having to take care of the kids and, like, really seeing what impact the war had. And, you know, and then you have... Azula, bless her, um, whose own mother uh, recognizes her to be a child, monster. So child, you're right. It's like, we, as a storyteller, we appreciate, uh, you know. Child of abuse. Child of abuse. Yes. So I love that, too. You're so right, Faith. And the, and, and the, they, the, the build is there where you can look back and go, well, it makes sense, you know. Yeah. Instead Great of just dropping us does. into the middle of a character where we're like, we have no idea what their motivations are or where they came Great from, you know. Characters. Yeah. yeah, and of course, in the point. animation world, there is, especially in certain generation of animation, the women characters have been very sparse and very one-dimensional. So it's yeah. great to see in this era where I think a lot of these women characters, I think, which I think affected the next generations of of animation, oh, how yeah. the women became the heroes yeah. of of yeah. so many things to to big. Well, films I would hazard to say, Faith, you are also a part of that. I mean, you are totally known for your amazing female characters, and that that are layered and complex, and may not apologize when they are supposed to, but have you know a strength of character. Or I mean, you're you're right there doing it. You're you're influencing future generations, and um and I'm so excited about it. I can't. I love it. I love it. You're wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Thank You're you wonderful. so much. I, I really appreciate that. I try. Gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true, polite Canadian. Spoken like a <laughs> <Yeah>. Canadian <laughs> who doesn't want to take too much credit and is, again, community-oriented. I love it. <laughs> Well, we know people can check out the Azula book. That is very much available now. We recorded yeah. this a little I can't wait. Advance, I, gotta, so. I gotta pick it up myself soon. Yeah, friends, you can enjoy that, uh, the, the Azula's unwound head <laughs> as, as much mm, as you want very with, the, with the news story as well. And Faith, where else can we find you? Um, how can people support you? And all that good stuff before we say goodbye. Uh, well, uh, please support me by buying my books, buying the Avatar books. Um, both Peter and I work incredibly hard on them. We are huge fans of Avatar, and I believe our love of the show shows through the comics that we make. Um, otherwise, I have a website, faithaaronhex.com. Um, I have lots of comics and art and how I make comic instructions there. The only social media I'm active on is Instagram, just Faith Aaron Hex as well. And I post lots of pictures of my cat and uh, sometimes the occasional comic. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Love it. And I will say, again, you brought it up, but I love the transparency. You that this it's the same as Mike and Brian. Like you, if you go on Face Site, she tells you what the process of making a comic is like. You even go into like grants mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I just I love that. You're not putting it behind a wall of, you know, like I'm a secret genius. You can't ever know what it's like <laughs> to make a thing, um, which I love. I love. Uh, thank, thank you, thank you yeah, so I'm much. I'm always happy, happy to share. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. This Faith, was lovely. It was Faith, awesome to you. talk to you. Thank you. It was lovely to talk to you guys as well. Next time we're at the same con. 
Let's say hi next time. I know. Yeah, if, you're ever in Van- if you're ever in Vancouver, give me a shout. Uh, I gotta get it was back also up there. like really cool to like see your real faces and the voice, the voices that I know from cartoons. Like sure. it's always so funny. Like, yeah, it's like, no, no, that's what they look like. Yep. It's weird. It's weird for both of us. Like after we've been watching the shows, we're like, why do we sound like the characters that we like? Um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was was wonderful. And uh, you guys do wonderful work. I I enjoyed, enjoyed your voice acting for years. And yeah, I just thank you so much for having me. All right, friends. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Avatar Braving the Elements. Now, want more Avatar? You can follow the official Avatar accounts at Avatar The Last Airbender on Instagram and Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram at The JV Club and at Dante Bosco. And on TikTok, you can find us at Janet.Varney and at Rufio Zuko. Tell your fellow Avatar friends to listen, rate, and follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts. This podcast is hosted by Janet Varney and Dante Bosco. The theme song was composed and produced by Jeremy Zuckerman. Audio production and editing was provided by Zeke Rodriguez-Thomas and MindJam Media. Avatar Braving the Elements was executive produced by Lynn Keston-Sessler, produced by Lisa Summerscale-Steeler with consulting producer Janet Varney, with production support from Kira Chow, and special thanks to Avatar Studios, Garrett Beltis, and Danielle Pretzfelder-Demchik. Trademark, copyright, and phono record 2023 Viacom International Incorporated, all rights reserved. This has been a Nickelodeon original podcast. (laughs) 